What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Hey, friend. We are here and going to start with one of our reviews on iTunes today. And it says, this podcast has been a lifesaver in my current time. I made discovery about a month ago, and my partner and I are in a process of a therapeutic separation, moving toward full disclosure. I have no idea if we will survive. This podcast has given me so many tools in case I decide to stay. But even if I don't stay, I'm gaining tools from an ongoing wellness and recovery. Really, truly so grateful. Thank you. Awesome. I love this because um, I think that's a question that we get so much is like, well, my situation's not the same as yours. So what should I do? And the answer is the same. Right. (laughs) Like keep doing the same stuff. Right. Because either way, you got to you got to heal. Right. And most of the topics we talk about are pretty broad. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people that listen to our podcast, um, whether they have addiction in their marriage or not, it's good for them. Yeah. So. I agree. Laden in principles. So I'm excited for today's podcast. Uh, we got a really good question. And let's be honest, we get about 50 questions a, a week on this topic. So it's about time that yeah. we, we do this podcast. Um, we're talking about boundaries today. And so the question we got, um, what are healthy boundaries versus ultimatums? How do you hold boundaries without presenting them as, or else I'm out? If it's a boundary and then there is a consequence, what are some consequences besides I'm all out or I'm I'm, all in? I'm out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this this is a huge topic that we probably won't get to everything in this episode. For sure. Um, but how do you, how do you be a boundary person and, and get this topic uh, we get this question every day. I talk about this question with people and they, they say, I struggle with boundaries. Um, what is a boundary? Help me. I want to, I want to list out all my boundaries before I leave this session. I want to figure this out. Um, I think before we jump into what healthy boundaries are, uh, let's break down what they're not. It's, It's helpful to, to, to know what they're not. So then you can start to, to really understand what being boundaried in a healthy way is. Okay. Okay. So, um, and, 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 and also let's try to define what a boundary actually is. It's such a buzzword in the, in the betrayal trauma um, community and in, in marriages, but what is a boundary? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so what, what, what aren't boundaries, you guys, any any ideas of what they're not? I'm going to tell you what to do, and if you don't do it, I'm out. Yeah, that's not a boundary at all. Um, why so? Why is that not a boundary? Because it's not, well, these are the things that remind me. Well, I'm telling him what to do, right? and I'm not thinking of me. 
Right. I kind of am because I'm like, I don't like this feeling. So just yeah, stop now, doing now it. Now, where you're coming from might be from a boundary place. You're just not communicating in a way where where you're a healthy boundary person. Yeah. In, right. And so, let's be honest, Kobe and I, this is how we started with boundaries. And I think most of us start this way because yeah. it's super, like you said, it's a big topic and trying to figure it out can be hard if you don't have all the right tools. So <laughs> when you're in a relationship with an addict, whether it's sex addiction, drug addiction, whatever it is, um, and, and you got a lot at stake in that relationship, uh, a natural reaction to that is I want to control the situation so that they don't hurt themselves and they, and they don't hurt our relationship. So I'm going to go threaten. I'm going to go control so that they won't do these things. Um, and control a, 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 a healthy boundary is not about the other person it's about you um, it's yours alone it's not theirs so if I go to Kobe and I say Kobe you better go to 12-step you better go to therapy you better do a b c and d or else I'm out of here that's about I'm making it about him I'm not going to him and, and talking to him about me and who I am and what I need and why I need it let me ask you a question. What emotions spawn those kinds of statements? Um, what I'd say there's one major emotion. I'm thinking. In my, I'm thinking what I. It's it's an F word. Yeah, fear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so fear leads to control. It's an F word. <laughs> <laughs> fear 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 leads to control. But 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 why and how do I know if I'm in that state? So. Okay, that's a we'll, great question. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, if if you go and you try to control the other person, you're in that state. So, if I go to anyone and I say you have to do this, 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 and this, or else, I'm in a place of fear. Right. So, I'm not in a place of love. I'm not. In, I'm not grounded in myself, knowing who I am. Now, I can be in a state of pain. I can even be in a state of fear and not have to go control the other person. Okay. So, right? I want to hear a what it's not from maybe the addict side to the betrayed. Okay. What is, what is a boundary not? Man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, a boundary is not, um, I can't, um, game ever again. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Why? Um, gaming in and of itself is not, bad, wrong, or anything like that. My, um, what, what would be a boundary for gaming if I could, if I was like the dude who was up till three in the morning every night, then I had to get up and go to work at six. <laughs> gaming all night would not be um, a boundary activity and it wouldn't represent really authentic living for uh, as, a, as a partner, as a professional, as an individual. So what might be what, Again, what, what's boundary is I'm never going to do it again because I've had some bad experiences with it. Okay. But a boundary might be I'm not going to game, uh, you know, after yeah. 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, and we were just talking about this. Um, there's, there's different types of boundaries and there's different, like, and it's almost like we're talking about different things. Yeah. So, so, like, I'm not going to game after 7 o'clock at night. Or, or I'm, I'm only going to game for 60 minutes or, a day. Oh, yeah. Or I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get on the Internet unless, any, any, unless somebody's around. Mm -hmm. Like, these are boundaries that you set for yourself to protect yourself from doing behaviors that, you, that, that yeah. cause destruction for you. 
um, they're, that's different than an internal boundary. Mm-hmm. It's different than being an authentic person who knows who they are and acting authentically in their relationships. Mm. Do you see the difference? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so so that's a really good point. So then go back go back to your question, Ashlyn. What is a boundary not for an addict? Well, I, I what I was meaning was I'm telling you. My example was I'm telling you, you can't do something uh-huh. or I'm gone. Okay. So what would you have told the betrayed as like... Oh, I see that all the time. Okay, I, don't, Brandon, I don't think I understand. You answer the question. You I don't understand. think I understand the question, though. Okay. So, so like the betrayed goes to the addict a lot and will say, you, you better not relapse. You better not do this. You better not do that. Right? We see, we see the betrayed trying to control the right. addict. But it goes right. both ways. It goes both ways, big time, mm-hmm. where the, the addict will, will say, look, when will you ever forgive me? How come you won't do this? How come you won't do that? And and they're complaining about where their partner is, mm-hmm. and and in in a boundaried way, they're saying this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to change where their partner is. They're trying to force her to get healthier, to be better, to have sex more often with him, or whatever it is, because she better, she better forgive, she better move forward. Would you, you know? say even like I don't ever want to talk about this again? What do you mean? I hear that from like, addicts. So like, oh. Forgive and forget. We, we went to therapy. We're done. Let's never talk about this again. Um, well, um, that, that, was the first, that was the first affair for me, like the emotional affair. Okay, okay, but, but let, let's break that one down because I like, I like that one. There's, there's a boundary in there. There's actually a healthy boundary in there. But it's, so he's coming across defensive. He's yes. coming across shut down. And he's saying, I don't ever want to talk about this again. Like this is over. Done. It's like over it brings with. shame is what it feels he's like. He's forcing her to... He's controlling her to not talk about it at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. But what is his boundary? I did I stump you guys? Yeah. What yeah. is his boundary? Like, let's look at the boundary. And so, so this is how I want you to start thinking about it. What is his truth? What is his value? Why does he have these emotions that say I don't like talking about this so, over and over so again? So I would say that the that the truth is is that I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't that, like doing hard that, things. That's lame. It, it, it's that, not a boundary. That, that's, that's lame. It, that, it's that's super true. That's surface level. I don't that, like being uncomfortable. What's underneath it in, in that relationship? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Right? I don't know. So think about it. If you dig down deep, I don't want to talk about the... The way that I betrayed you. The way that I betrayed you, the way that I hurt you. I don't want to talk about your pain. So I re- I, are you saying that I really do boundary fidelity? What do you value? Do I value being loyal to my partner? Yeah. And because I wasn't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So I value loyalty. I value love. I value intimacy. Like those Holy things are important cow. to me, right? I don't know about you, but honestly, like my mind's blown right now. So are we, so do we not value um, loyalty because we talk publicly? Uh, let me wrap my head around what you're asking. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. no. No, no, no. We, we value vulnerability, and that's what allows us to speak publicly. Right. Do you feel like you're breaking your, your own internal boundaries by no. doing this? No. 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 And when we share separately, I always like talk to Kobe because I don't like sharing his story for him. I like right. sharing it together. But, but, but really, though, th- what you just said, I've, I've never heard articulated before. So, okay. And, and let me tell you again what, what, what it was that I heard. Okay. okay. I heard you tell me that the real authentic Kobe values loyalty and values fidelity in a relationship 
And because I broke that boundary, because I wasn't authentic to who I really was deep, right. deep within me, because of addict mode, douche mode, then, then that means that I broke that boundary. Therefore, it's super painful to talk about that because I betrayed Ashlyn and internally my value is, is that I didn't want to do that. Right. But actually I did do it. Right. And so when she- Is she's, that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. And so when she's coming to you, let's say five years later and she's like, you jerk, you cheated on me. You want to say, no, stop that. I want love. I want connection. I want you to value me. That I want loyalty in our relationship. But look how you're handling it. You're trying to force her to do something so that your boundaries are met, yeah. right? Now, if you showed up, if you heard her pain, if you held her pain, if you if pro- I listened to processed it, right? like, it with her, if you listened to her, you might create the very thing that you actually want and your boundary will be met. Because um, I'm looking at really this and thinking when, especially when I would bring up past, it was because I was not being heard and I hadn't worked through it. Yep. Right? right. And so I was like, come on, listen to me and make sure that you can own your stuff. And he wasn't there. Now, when we talk about it, it's super different. And it's um, talking about maybe connections and things we've learned because of those things. And so I think there's almost two things here where you can come at it as how dare you remember when you did this thing, I'm triggered today. Right. 20 years ago, right. you hurt me. And that triggers this boundary within Kobe. Right. But if I'm coming and I'm saying I'm feeling triggered in this moment and this is why and I'm, I've processed and, and really thought about it internally and I'm bringing and it. And you know what's underneath. Yes. You're, you're, That's different, so, right? So, so you're, you're, you're listening to and, and so this is one part of keeping your boundaries. You're listening to your emotions and, and, and you're in tune with what those emotions are communicating to you. So, so if you're feeling frustrated or sad or scared or whatever, it's like, oh, why? Well, who am I? What's on, what is this telling me about me? Yeah. At my core, at my soul level, what is this telling me about me, right? It's the get curious. Okay. So um, I'm like hyper-connecting dots right now, and it is super emotional for me because what you just shared Brandon is totally contrary to how I felt like most of my life because the real me I think the person that you married Ashlyn you were able to see through my shame and see who I was and Spike was always there telling me that I wasn't a, a good person, that I was bad because of what I did. Therefore, I was totally blinded. Like, totally blinded to the fact that I really do have boundaries within me to be loyal, to give loyalty, to... I value fidelity, and I value you, and I value the role of our partnership and our marriage. And the pain that came from that was my not living up to it. And so what I'm saying to you, Brandon, is is like this is it's a it's like a different part of my soul right. connecting with me that's again that's contrary to what Spike told me. And so what I'm what what the 
the message I'm trying to convey is if you're if you're the person who's betrayed your partner and you feel so much shame it's because deep down in you there is such there is equal and opposite amounts of goodness and and um and quality of character that exists in you despite what spike is telling you despite how spike is saying that you're bad and you're no good that conflict internally is only there because the authentic you is good and values your relationship and the betrayal of self is is such a deeply painful thing but it's something that you can heal from and something that you can move through and i'm just like i'm just like mind blown right brandon right now right honestly you're, you're and I, i'm super super thankful i'm i think kobe you're seeing as we're as we're talking through this and and i really appreciate this because it gets it gets frustrating for me when day in and day out i meet with people and and they say brandon give me my boundaries uh brandon i want to like i want to come up with this one boundary about this one thing and to me it's so much deeper it's so much more than that and in order to be a real truly boundaried person then you need to know who you are you need to trust yourself and you need to know how to act in that truth um consistently and and not be codependent not give up your truths for other people but be able to step into that so that then automatically you become a boundary person it's not manufactured all right hold up i want to tell these guys what we've been talking about what if we offered you a six-week guided coaching program with the three of us where we answer your questions and walk you from a shattered trust of a relationship to thriving connection. So if this sounds like something that you want to take advantage of, this is something we are making available. But for the first 50 who raise their hand, go to the website and answer a question, you're going to get it for free. So you just need to go to shatteredtothriving.com. That's www.shattered, just like it's spelled, T-O thriving.com for the first 50 there you're going to find one question and the one question is going to give you access to the full course so i'd like to go down a list um to to kind of a checklist to kind of check out if you're boundaried or not and, and what a healthy boundary actually is so talking about it on this level right so let me let me try to distinguish really quick um, somebody will say, well, I have a boundary that he can't um, use his phone in the bathroom, okay? It's very unhealthy, like not boundary at all, okay? So I'd say to that person, okay, what's your boundary? And they look at me and they're like, what in the crap are you talking about? Yeah. And I'd say, well, what's your boundary? And what I'm saying, what's your truth? Why do you have that boundary? Where is that coming from? Fear of acting out. I'm afraid that he's going to act out. So, so in that fear, we can find a, a truth. We can find that that fears that emotion's a good thing. Let's trust the emotion. Let's not say you shouldn't be fearful. It's there for a reason. It's telling you something about who you are. Okay. I'm afraid of being hurt. No, I, I, I know the hurt that can come from 
from this. Therefore, I'm afraid of. Why like, will you? Why will you be hurt? Because you because because infidelity. loyalty is because loyalty is compromised. Okay, so what do you value? Loyalty. So, so look at who you are. Not, Safety. So so when you feel this fear or this, try to figure out who you are, not what like you're not, not not what the other person shouldn't be. Okay, so at, I like at, that. Say that again. You said figure out who who you are. Yeah, and what not it is. what the other person shouldn't be. So yeah. who are you? I think you? we do that backwards. Yes. So so if my spouse has acted out with pornography and cheated on me and he loves to go in the bathroom with his phone all the time and stay in the bathroom all night long, um, I value safety. I value trust. Uh, and these are truths for me. I can say these really easily. They, they just come off my tongue because these are real truths for me. I value trust. I value safety. I value fidelity. And I value honesty and openness in my relationships. I need that. Um, that's who I am at my core, right? So it's not so much about my spouse going in there and doing that thing. It's about me being honest with my spouse about who I really am. I really am this person who values these things. And I'm not going to just pretend like they're not there and smile to avoid the conflict. I'm not going to bury them under a rock, but I'm also not going to shove them down your throat so that you, you, you don't actually hear me. I'm forcing them onto you. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be honest. And I'm going to learn how to communicate to you in a way where you can hear that. And, you know, our boundaries ultimatums, they, they are ultimatums. But you can communicate those ultimatums in a healthy way. Because if, if, if my spouse went and cheated on me over and over again, there would be an ultimatum. It would be, look, if you want to be married to me, you can't do that. That won't work for me. That's an ultimatum, right? But it's also me being honest with her, saying, like, that really, for who I am, I can't stay in this marriage. I can still love you. I can still see your pain and why you're doing what you're doing and have compassion for what you're going through. But I can also have boundaries for myself that protect who I am. I'm not going to give myself up for this relationship, yeah. right? Um, so let's go down this list. So um, boundaries are about being authentic. Um, and that's, you know, being genuine or being you in the relationship. It's not giving you away so that you can be in the relationship. Okay. Um, boundaries are value-based and truth-based. So, so like we were saying, at your soul level, who are you? Um, and what is truth to you? And, and when I say that, you might be thinking, well, I don't know. Yes, you do. It's in you. It's innately in you to, to feel truth and know what it is. But you might talk yourself out of it really, really quickly because it's uncomfortable to, to have that truth because it might cause some conflict in some of your relationships. Yeah, right? and I'm going to say with this, the value on Brennan, this is where things changed for me. When uh, this was explained to me very differently than a boundary what it wasn't right like I was doing yeah. what it wasn't yeah but when it came down to okay Ashlyn you have to go and figure out who the crap you are and dig deep and get curious and be quiet and be still and listen yes and I am totally the type where I'm going to go read books I'm going to listen to podcasts I'm going to search the internet and I'm going to find answers you can't find answers for this right you have to do it with yourself right because your truths are unique to you yes. and who you are and in our deep dive podcast we're going to get 
uh, on Patreon, we're going to get specific about how to start to really trust yourself and know who you are. Because if, if, if you've lost that, um, there's a process that you can go through to start to um, rediscover that and and honor that and step into that. Yeah. So that's what we'll talk about on Patreon. And this right here, this is the basics of self-love and yes. self-care. And it does. It sounds crazy. Like if I love myself, I'm boundaried. But think about it. If you can look at people around you who seem like pretty whole people and they're happy, they're functioning, they seem healthy, they're probably boundaried. Yes. And that's a big part of it. If you love yourself, your boundary, that, that is, they're one and the same. And, um, your ability to be loved. And and, and we, we say this all the time, your ability to be loved is directly, um, correlated to how much you love yourself. So if I'm really boundaried in my relationships, then I can, I can let somebody in. I can let them see the deepest, darkest parts of me. Um, because and the most vulnerable, intimate parts of me. Because I'm boundaried, I love myself. I know who I am, so I can let somebody in. If I don't know that, I'm gonna have walls up everywhere, and those walls aren't aren't boundaries. Those That's are so barriers. I really like how you describe that. As I'm thinking of my own life and the examples in it, it's it seems opposite when you feel like I have these walls up. I'm yeah. boundaried, but yet. It's not. Yeah, isn't it that there's there is a paradox there. I'm a healthily boundaried person when I can be intimate and close with somebody else. Yeah. Right? That's so interesting. Yeah. So so the so the healthier I am in in maintaining my truths um and knowing who I am and the difference between you and I, the closer I can be to to you. Another yeah. word that keeps coming out to like passing my mind over and over again in correlation with values is standards. Okay. Like what are what are my what are my values? What are my standards um, from my character standpoint? Mm-hmm. Like what are the standards that I want to live my life against? And and um, you know it, it it's like those are the things those values help define who you are. They are the the, the standards help are are like a guide, essentially a definition of who you are and how you want to live. And if you can take it from that standpoint, then it's like oh. Like I, my values include the following things, right? Right. And, and, and if you can, if you can articulate the values that you, that you want to um, live your life against, then it's going to be easier to connect to who you really are. Yes. No matter if you're the betrayed or the addicted. Absolutely. So that leads right into the next one, Kobe. That's a, that's a perfect kind of segue to, to the emotional piece. And I said this earlier, um, if, if you're, if you're caught in judging your emotions or trying not to be emotional or that, then you're going to have a hard time with this, but to allow yourself to have emotions and then take it a step further and say, where is this emotion coming from? What, what is it communicating to me about me? Um, so that, you know, if, if that makes me really sad, for example, I'm, here's one for you. I missed a meeting, um, with a therapist that I was supervising. I just, blue I just forgot it I just didn't show up and she texts me and she's like uh what the heck yeah and I felt this gut-wrenching like guilt and in that moment I had broken one of my boundaries um I value something here um I value being reliable I value being prompt I value 
um, I value hard work and dependability. And so like I didn't keep that. And so I felt that guilt. It was like in my throat and down in my stomach. Those emotions like were the, the clue to you as to whether or not you were in alignment with your values. Yeah. So, so there's, there's my truths. Right. And so I had an emotion that said, look, you broke a boundary. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. so in your relationships with your spouse or with somebody else, when they do things and you have certain emotions, if you make it about them, you're not going to get to know yourself. So if you're saying, well, of course I'm, I'm mad because he did such and such, or she did this or that. Right. Well, stop for a second and say, okay, I'm, I'm mad because for me, it's really important that this or that or whatever. And that's what my anger is telling me here about me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but but follow your emotions, and sometimes you you'll follow the emotion, and you realize I'm really overreacting because I have this trauma from my past. Um, but for me, like I really value um, this this thing because I do have this trauma. Mm-hmm. So this is a reality for me because of my trauma. So I'm going to be honest with you about why this is important to me. And your partner might say that that seems crazy. And you might say, yeah, it does. But for me, this is real. This is my perspective. This is my reality. This is my truth, right? The body always keeps the score. Yes. The emotions are the scorecards. Yeah. So so listen, to, notice your thoughts, notice your body sensations, notice your actions, those things that you start to automatically do. You're in your limbic system now. When you're, ha- you're, ha- you're in your emotional mind. And when you start having these thoughts, these body sensations, if you can, if you can get up to your frontal lobe, then you can self-reflect and say, oh, hang on here. Why? Where is this coming from? Who am I? For sure. Okay. Um, so the next one is um, understanding what's in your control and what's not in your control. Okay. So um, in order for me to, to keep my boundaries, if I think that I'm going to be Superman and automatically just force everybody to do exactly what I want because I want my boundaries this kept. Is- the number one issue with boundaries, I think, is we think they're for everyone else. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be boundaried and I'm going to tell all of you what is expected and you're all going to do it. Which is very egocentric. The world revolves around me. And right, the reality is, is I don't have control over other people. That means we can say, here's my boundary and they don't care. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. And they might be like, oh, okay, you can't control me. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, but what I do have is I have the ability to assert w- what is in my control for me. And, and so I can distance myself if I need to. I can go communicate vulnerably if I need to. I can, I can do extra self-care. I, uh, there's a lot of things that I can go do that I can say, okay, I'm feeling like, like, for example, um, I want you to tell this example. Let's say we're, we're in a fight. Okay. This is a popular one. Okay. And maybe Kobe relapses or something. And the consequence is often like, you have to, you better do this or or you leave, you better go. So I actually don't have control over that. No, you don't. So So why do I have control over? So the first thing you got to check out, Ashlyn, is, is what is your boundary, right? So let's say, and and this is where getting so black and white with them can be a problem. Let's say he relapses and he comes to you so humble and so honest and so just like 
willing to talk openly about it We've and this there. and that. Take responsibility, right? own it. And so let's say you're feeling a little bit of like hurt and disappointment and a lot of compassion and love. And so you're like reading those emotions. Gosh, I'm kind of conflicted here. I feel compassion. I feel love. I really don't want him to go. I really don't want him to go. But I will tell you this, Brandon, it feels crazy because we have been in that to place. To not want him to go. Because in when we were not working recovery and had healthy boundaries, it was like, we, I just shut down. And okay, you have to go away, like get out of my presence. Right, right, right. But when it did happen and I took the time that I needed and I took what was in my control of like, I'm going to go and process this and give right. him expectations. Hey, I this is what I need because it right. hurts. Right. And, but I was feeling that like, but I love you that you told. And holy, it was this like, Con- it's this conflict. Yes. And, and, and it is confusing and it's hard. But so, so in the moment, sort through those emotions. Yeah. What are those emotions saying? And, and if you say, look, you don't have to go, but just I, I want to be able to continue to talk openly about this. That's what I need. Um, you got to ask yourself, am I trying to keep him around because I'm trying to control out of fear? Mm. Because like if he does leave, out? is he going to act Oh out my again? gosh. Yeah. Or in my heart, in my soul, do I really feel okay about him being around as long as he's going to talk openly with me yeah. about this? And this I think is really important because a lot of our listeners are in groups or they're, um, they have friends that they're talking and sharing these things with. Right. And other people's opinions can steer us. And totally. lead us away from what we really value. Totally. And they're Our authentic selves. Wow, yeah. Well, it's interesting. So the different kind of, just, just where we live here, the different groups that people go to, and um, they will, they will s- like set automatic this um, is what you do. things in place. This is what you do when this happens, and this is how you do it. And it's not acting authentically in that moment, because every context is a little bit different. And sometimes that's good because sometimes you need to know that, hey, I can do that and that's an option and I've always been walked on and I've never had any boundaries ever. So when this happens, this just has to happen this way. Boom. That's how it is. But a lot of times you look at it and you read the situation and you say, this works for me or this doesn't work for me. Now, let's say, Ashlyn, let's say it goes this way. You're like, look, thank you for telling me about your relapse. I do need some space. Um, will you please go for the night, right? And let's say Kobe is like, he's humble and he's honest and he's like, you know what? I want to honor um, the your feelings and the pain that you have and I'm going to give you that space. Awesome recovery behavior right there, right? That's great. So now you've asked for your space. He gives it to you. He's honoring your boundary and you're healing together, right? And the purpose for having for having space and giving space is to allow the person who's been betrayed to um, reset, to, to feel through the hurt, to feel through the emotions, to it's feel a, through the pain. I, I would say for both, because you had, you had a lot to process. Well, too. <laughs> th- there's no, there's no question. There's, I'm just identifying like that's from, from the perspective of the guy who dealt with addiction for so long. That's what, if, if, if you're the addict and your partner's asking for space, it's simply, it, you're granting them the ability to circle their wagons, to care for themselves, to get recentered, and to feel through the hurt and the pain from the uh, the breach of boundaries. 
And that's super important. And likewise, just like what you said, it's like it's also an opportunity for you to feel through this, to put yourself in your partner's shoes, to see and feel their perspective so that you can be like, yeah, that, that I mean, so you can be empathetic. So, so a codependent um, or enmeshed person is an unboundaried person. That's, that's all it is. That was me. It's, <laughs> that was me. And so it's like, if, if let's say Ashton said, look, I need you to go anyways, even though you've been honest with me, I need space. And you're like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't think that it, the world's okay yet. And I need to fix this and I don't want to go and I want to stay here and I want to, I'm going to have to be com- uncomfortable yes. all through the night. <laughs> right. I oh got to go gosh. figure out where to go now. And what then you're still, you're overly connected to her and you don't know who you are, yeah. right? Um, so so healthy boundaries are when each person can stand on their own two feet and there, there's, there, there's a level of independence to it. Yeah. And, and in every healthy relationship, the healthiest of relationships are the ones where um, you, can, you can invalidate your spouse you can you can be okay with them being uncomfortable, yeah. and you can still be honest and authentic. Because right? if you put too much, are you are you saying if I put too much, which I did, I know that I did this. If I put too much concern on Ashlyn's discomfort and how I hurt her, then I'm not considering myself and what I actually did to break my own boundaries, to violate my own values, to violate my own standards. Yeah, now, now you're waiting for her to tell you you're okay as a man, mm. um, and. Uh, which is uh, you're unboundaried now. You're trying just like you're trying oh to pull gosh, her totally in. You're trying to pull her in to to tell you what your truths are and who you are as a man. That's not being a boundaried person. Totally. Right? Ashlyn's pointing and laughing at me because yeah. I'm like connecting dots and she's like, "Yeah, that's funny." Because <laughs> it is funny because is. we were both a mess. Because the per you know the, the the dots that you helped me connect earlier, I never ever considered. Right. When a relapse would take place, we'd have to have a hard conversation. It was never like, oh my gosh, like I've, I've breached my own right. values and standards. Right. But I'm letting, but I'm so focused on Ashlyn and her being okay with me, or her forgiving me, or her um, letting me off the hook so I can stop being uncomfortable that I don't even consider where I am. Who are you unto yourself? <laughs> who are who are you between you and God? Dude, that was ne- I never ever had that conscious thought. Ever. Right. Right. You're like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do you have one more, Brennan? I I, okay. I do. Okay. Um, I have a question when you're done. Okay. One more. So and it goes along with what we're talking about. Um, a boundaried person can step into discomfort and conflict in order to honor themselves. So they're okay. Well, it's it's what I was just saying. They're okay with stepping right into it in, and being assertive. And saying, this is my truth and this is what I need. Now, I want to come back to your example. Let's say that you confronted Kobe because, well, let, let's say he had a relapse. He, was, he told you about it or you caught him or whatever. And uh, you said, I need some space. Can you go for the night? And he's like, no, pack your bags. This is my house. Yes. Right? What oh, my gosh. Do? We've heard that story okay. over what and over. What do you do? So, so now, now he's, he, he's, bro- he's breaking more boundaries is what he's doing. So there's the boundary of the relapse. He's breaking the fidelity or his the, own the trust or yeah, whatever that is between the two of you in that relationship, he's breaking that boundary first and foremost. And that's what you're talking about. But now you're probably having other emotions of anger, 
or sadness or fear because he's resentment because he's basically saying, screw you. I don't care how you feel. So now he, uh, and, and I know if, if my wife said that to me or did that to me, that would hurt and I'd feel emotion and it would break a boundary. So now you're looking at it and you're saying, Hey, I like there, I I need to do some self care and see what's in my control around his relapse. Like, what can I do for me around that? Um, I also need to do some self care and see what's in my own control around his lack of, of love and empathy for me. What is in my control and what can I do around that? Because I can't force him to sm- smile or hug me and smile and hug me and say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and I think, Brandon, this example is all far more common than both are working healthy recovery. Yeah. Happens and, all and, the time. And it works every time. It's more this yes. than the other. All the time. Because what happens is when, when you're both in that fear place, shame place, you go to drama and then you just start breaking each other's boundaries. So when you're talking about something really vulnerable where you get starting to get, get defensive, you're not speaking vul- vulnerably to each other. So, okay, did you have a comment, Ashley? It was actually this, because I wanted to know, uh, because I have so many people who reach out and say, well, I've set these boundaries and figured out who I am, and my family doesn't care. They don't like it because especially family that's known us forever. Um, I remember telling my sister, like, I would love for you to get to know who I am because I am not the same person you grew up with. Right. And that's, you know, it was, a, it was really hard and still is for her to see me who, as I am now as a boundary person, right. That I am not okay with the things that I was when I was 12. Right. You know? Right. And so love how it. do you deal with, those in your life who say good for you, but don't care that you're being confident and authentic. Yeah. And you know, if the, those relationships, you'll either attract people who love you or you'll push people away who don't actually love you. Yeah. And that's hard it because hard. if you have toxic people in your life who don't want you to be you, they will push buttons to try to get you to acquiesce from your truths. Yep. They, they they want you to to come down to their level. They want, well, they want you back to who yeah. you were. Yes. And and it's Have, having good boundaries ruins bad relationships. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Ooh, <laughs> it does. Say that again. Having good boundaries ruins bad relationships. It's it ruins the relationships that true. you never wanted to begin with. Well, well the, the thing is, like, you want them because they're your sister, or your mom, or yep. your like. It's like I w- I'm supposed to have yeah, this relationship true. and. I love this person, but I it's can't toxic. be that close to them because when I am me, they don't they don't respect that. They don't love me. Yeah. And right. in order to honor myself, I'm gonna I, I'm, I gotta have I'm, some. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. So that's this, not gonna be okay. This would be holding a boundary. Yes. Right. So I can set a boundary, and if they don't care and don't accept it, then holding it is I'm still gonna. Well, here's the thing, and I might get a little weird here, but when you're boundaried, it's energetic. You don't have to, it's not all words. It's not going to your sister and being, hey, I need to tell you that we're going to have this level of separation because you're always trying to take advantage of me. It just is like, it, you it, just do. if she knows that you're confident in who you are, it just happens naturally. This is, this is exactly what's happened with me in family relationships and with friends. Right. And the cool part of this, I had a, a 
emotional moment on social media this week as I was thinking about this because it's super hard for adults to make friends. Yeah. Um, and here's where I've, I've made some of the best friends in my whole life because we're both living authentic. We know who we are. Yes. We love ourselves and we show up. We're boundaried. You know, we're not just saying yes to things. It's easy to connect to, to yes. people like that. But my relationships now as a boundaried friend are 100% different. Absolutely. I'm not as offended. I yes. don't hold resentments. I'm not sad if I see them out with other friends. You know, it's like, I love them. Right. If I called a friend today and I said, hey, do you want to go to lunch? And they said, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to lunch with Bob. I can't. Now, I could be like, oh, my gosh. But part of me is like, hey, he's boundaried and he's being honest with me and he's telling me what he wants to do. I appreciate that. Yeah. I trust him. He's just being honest with me. Right. Yep. I like that. So it's easier so, to make friends with people like that. Yes. Right? And um, my one of my favorite quotes of Brene Brown, who I will probably mess up, but it's basically, she said when she became boundaried, I'm far less sweet, but I'm far more loving. Yes. Mm -hmm. And totally. it's that love for self. And when I'm sweet, I'm, I'm loving you. I'm making sure that your needs are met and that you, your beliefs of me are good. Right. Right. But when I'm loving me, sometimes it doesn't come off as sweet and loving, loving right. you right right because i like, might say no to something absolutely so that's a good that's a good way to kind of wrap this up yeah but i do want to say our patreon deep dive episode we're going to give the secret sauce to actually create that self-love so you can show up as a boundary person in every in every situation in your life so check it out cool all right guys thanks, thanks guys. see you guys. here